Welcome to another episode of the Unscripted Podcast. My name is Alex. My name is Eric. We got another special guest for you today. One another one of my special special close friends from over the past couple of years. We've done business and we've grown a special relationship together. I'd like to introduce my friend, the Smoked On, aka the Dripped On, aka Mr. Steal Your Lady. Oh, no. yeah. <laughs> He's married. Yeah. I'm married. Yeah. We got Sam and over here. Sam, introduce yourself. Already know, man. What's going on, guys? Appreciate you guys for watching, man. Hey, wait, hold up. What was I about to say? Low key, I forgot, bro. But hey, listen closely, man, because we got a lot of good stuff coming in this episode. Yeah. Awesome, awesome. Let's just jump right into it, Sam. Um, honestly, I don't even know how long have you owned the smoke down like you know your smoke shop oh uh, the smoke shop i've had it for uh going on to six years six years now yeah and then uh you know the shoe store we just opened up a few months ago in this location but i had the i had the shoes set up before yeah. you know in the back of the other spot you, you saw it when it was over there of course you know? that's, that's why i want to jump, jump into a little, little bit more, more. So, so originally yeah, it obviously starts off with the dream of wanting a shoe store but it's a lot different than, than opening, opening a shoe store than you know dreaming of a shoe store, store. So, so tell, tell me like again, again you know, a lot of people who haven't been to your store don't know the beginning of it tell us break it down six years ago to before you moved into here a couple months ago basically like this this for me like goes back to literally childhood bro like i wish i had some like pictures right now because there's literally pictures of me as a kid with sitting around with every i would finesse everybody's shoes send it to me. Oh, yeah actually i'm gonna send it to them let them post it but literally bro my obsession started a long time ago so and my dream was always to open a shoe store really yeah li- literally from i want to say like birth bro it's something i always talked about but but you know before there was just like Foot Locker, Champs. Mm. So really, I was like, damn, there's no way I can buy a Foot Locker right, or a Champs. Right. But then, you know, the game changed a little bit right now. It's more resale. How old are you, Sam? I'm 34. 34, something to say. So when you were a kid. Old, old ass man. No, you're still <laughs> young, man. But back young. back then, when you were 14, 20 years ago, bro, the game, there was no StockX. There is no go. There is no there, reselling on eBay. You know, there was, there was none of that. But the, the thing is, even before. There was StockX, and before there was all that, I was still, believe it or not, selling shoes on eBay. They weren't going for uh, like more than what you paid like yeah. before, but I was still like buying them. I'd sell them for like twenty or thirty bucks more. You're still able to make a profit somewhat. I was still able to make a profit because I would sell the ones that were sold out, mm-hmm. and then basically, it's basically exactly what everybody is doing right yeah. now, except now there's like a market. There's, now you can check what the market is on the shoe. There's stock X. The market's a lot more controlled now, I would say. Yeah, you know, yeah. Back then, you would have to do your research and figure out, is this shoe worth it? Is it, you know? Well, back then, I basically, I I could sell the shoe for whatever the customer was willing to pay. I would just place an ask up on eBay. Mm-hmm. It's just whatever. Because there was no way for, like, to de- determine how yeah. much the shoe right. should be or whatever, you know? So, I mean... Kind of, kind of like it more like that. Kind, kind of willing to pay whatever you're whatever, asking. Whatever I'm asking or whatever they wanted for the shoe. So that was like just something I was doing on the side, you know, because I was still working full time, you know. It was just a, a little side thing. And I still always had that dream, man. It's like one day I'm going to open a shoe store, you know. So when you finally opened up your smoke shop, did you... Did you always have shoes in there? Is that something that you progressively start to build up in there? Is that because... For people who have been, been inside your smoke shop, shop, it's very interesting. You know, all my huge selection of exotic snacks and drinks, 
the most craziest novelty items that you can imagine from back, you know, 20 years ago, 30 years ago, collectibles, and a wide selection of everything you can imagine in a smoke shop would need. Yeah, that's the thing. I, I want to make sure, like, because let's face it, there's a million smoke shops in Michigan. 100%. Right? So w- when people walk into mine, I want them, the second they walk in, I want them to be like, damn, this place is different. Like, you know, we had got the big exotic snack section now. Just you, You'll just walk around and find the most random things that you don't expect to be in a smoke 100%. shop. 100%. And that's what I want. But one day I was like, I was like, you know what, man, I got got so much space in here let me put some shoes in here uh-huh. I, I started literally with ten, 10 of my own personal pairs do you remember when this was was this like 20 this like, was, was this like probably like pan, uh, pandemic timing this was a, uh, this was at, after the pandemic because I was like I was like shoot bro you never know what's gonna happen bro. right you can't just have one business going you got to get some multiple, some streams income. Income. multiple streams of income so you know, I just started by putting them in the back of there. I was mm. like, let me see the feedback a little bit. Uh, before, it, literally, hey, the first 10 pairs that I put in there were all the same size because it was all my shoes. You know? <laughs> I don't know how, but they they all sold. So when it, when they all sold, I was like, all right, this might work right here. So I, I started putting the word out to customers or like people that I knew. I told them, hey, for, uh, I'm starting the shoes back here. If you got any pairs you want to sell, bring them by. So kind of like a uh, consignment basis in a sense. Yeah, well, when I, I wasn't doing consignment uh, at first, I was I was just buying. So, oh, okay. yeah, people were bringing in their stuff. I was buying it from them. Within three months, I had maybe like 200 pairs. I'm like, shit. like shoot, bro, I'm running out of space right now. Yeah, yep. Then I started uh, offering consignment after a few months, which is better because I can, you know, sell, sell it without tying up my own hundred percent you don't offer such a bigger inventory too it's like a bigger selection yeah yeah and it's always good to have your own inventory which i do mm-hmm. but it's better for me to consign have do consign it and not tie up my own money you know right. and i could still make money right. bro right. that's exactly right so yeah. uh let me ask you this next question so in your opinion how much do you think the market has changed over the last few years it's changed a lot man because especially the shoe market yeah big time like let, let's say a few years ago, like a, a shoe that's going right now for like 250, 280, mm-hmm. a few years ago was going for like 400. That's what I'm gonna say. You can pull up like anything on StockX or any, any, any of those big, 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 big reselling selling apps, you just like click, because they they they're just like a stock trending app. You can click like a year before, and you'll see the whole trend. Yeah, so I'm out of curiosity, what do you think is the dunks the shoe that fell the hardest? Since, like, since I know in 2020, you, you could buy a pair of dunks at cost and make 100, 150. Yeah, yeah, you could, yeah. Like, like for instance, like pandas. Oh, yeah. At one point, we're going, for, I was selling them for like 300, bro. Yeah, I got a bunch of these for 250. Yeah, no, and then like right now, if you go look. 180. Not even. No, no, no. no. They're, 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 140, they're like 120, 140. Depending on the size, size if you're, you're lucky, like 140. The thing is, because that shoe now, like at this point, is like a, like a joke shoe, bro, you know? It's People a are like, bro, you got pandas on, you you basic, bro. It's like wearing an all-white Air Force. That's, that's what it's more commonly seen now, I think. It is a clean shoe, bro. But it, it's crazy, just like, I, the, like just seeing right now, like with the store, the age group that I have coming in is like crazy. I got from age, literally, I want to say seven years old, yeah. up to 
70 or 80 years old, but a majority of my customers are anywhere between 70 years old to like 15. That's my that's my age range. Yeah. These kids love shoes, bro. It's crazy. They live, eat, and breathe. I see. I'll see you at sneaker events all the time. Yeah, and it's it's crazy because I see these kids who come there with. A brick, like, like hundreds of cream stickers. stickers. By yeah. the end of the day, they're leaving with some new Travis Scotches because they traded all the way yeah, up and like, and deals and no, it made it work all the way through. It's dope. It, it teaches them, uh, like, to, to be able how to hustle, how mm-hmm. to make their own money. Mm-hmm. Even their parents love it. They're like, okay, I mean, yeah, it's an expensive hobby, but I love the fact that they're wanting to buy stuff and resell it, bro. It's, it's, it's dope. It's nice to see, like, the variety of people that come in, bro. Like, I literally sold shoes to a grandma, you know, like, <laughs> it's, it's chilling, bro, and I get so happy, like, even, like, seeing an uh, old lady come in, put some new shoes on, she's smiling, I'm like, bro, I, I got them looking crispy, bro, you know? Got them looking fresh. Oh, yeah, yeah that's, that's, like, the main thing is keeping people looking fresh. Do you think there's a return to the sneaker market? Uh, because, like, like, the only reason, reason why I say that is because, because I remember seeing a lot of stuff about Nike. Nike. Yeah, they want to make... Shoes as available as possible, which yeah. would absolutely just kill, you know, the reseller sneaker market. They want to have it where you can just go on Nike.com, and if you want the Chunky Donkeys, you can order them. Yeah. If you want I, I the Donks, you can get them. Yeah, no, I know. I, the thing is, I don't think that'll ever happen because there's always going to be exclusive pairs mm. that people can't get their hands on. Like no friends and family and samples. Yeah. They, they can't make them enough for the demand, bro. Like, especially if it's like an exclusive pair, like, uh, bro, like these resellers will buy 300 pairs if they can, like yeah. they will buy out, if they make a million pairs, these resellers are gonna buy a million pairs, bro. Like, well, that's exactly, exactly right. right. So there's always gonna be that, maybe we're not gonna make as much as we were before, but we're still always gonna. The market's always still gonna be there. Yeah, and the, the thing is, with a retail store, people, some people are impatient. I'm one of those people. People don't want to wait a week or two weeks to receive their shoe. Right. They want to be able to walk in and just get it. And most of the time, they're willing to pay a little extra just to be able to walk in same day and mm-hmm. get it. And it's, it's, a con- it's a convenience factor. Yeah, yeah. It's, a, it's a convenience factor. factor. I don't see it going anywhere, man. And if it does, you just you roll with the punches, you know? Mm-hmm. We got, still got the space. We convert the space into something else. But I see it being here for a long time for sure yeah i don't think like you said i don't really think there'll be much change to it either but the only thing that's just because like you said that i know people who bought right you know people who have like the bots for all the drops you know for supreme or for nike and they're getting 300 pairs 500 pairs thousand pairs but at the same time they're killing the value of the shoe because of just how widely it's available like you said there are there are some of the shoes that are just so limited but I think they're just mass producing so many shoes that, like on Pandas, for example, it restocked at least 50 times this year, maybe 100 times. Like not more. Yeah, yeah. Right. You know, there's at least probably, what, a quarter of a million of them out there, like out, out, like out and about on people's feet. Yeah. No, but I, another thing, too, like what, what will like keep us going is mm. that we sell used and new. That's 100%. Because some people let's say the shoe's 300 they'd rather come to me buy it lightly worn for 150 or or 180 200 so yeah i try to buy a lot of used because that's actually what sells the most for us is uh the used pair we take them lightly worn it can't be like a ripped shoe yeah i don't ever clean them bro 
Really? Just buy, just put them right up, however it is. I let the customer know. Well, they, so yeah, they, they can clean it. You can still clean it. It's 20 times better. Because mm-hmm. that's, you know, that time I'm going to take to clean a shoe. I could be doing some other stuff, making some more money at that time. Yeah, unless somebody is going to pay me for cleaning them damn shoes, you know. (laughs) Have you ever um, iced the soles before? I don't do any of that. It's still hard. Yeah, so we both know that guy down down in Oklahoma. Yeah, no, I mean I I could do it, and I could probably get a few more dollars if I did do it. But like I said, bro, I'm not going to take the time out of my day. Yeah, clean up the shoes, bro. Take it how you get it. You can clean them up when you get home, mm-hmm. do whatever you want to do with them. But I'm going to sell to you as is. Mm-hmm. I, the only thing I have done is like uh, the inside of it. I'll, I'll take, if there's like hair or something, I'll take the hair out, you know, because nobody wants to put their right. foot in a damn shoe that had no, hair no, on the inside. You got to make, make sure it's, you know, it's not staying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Some, they're not dog poop on there. Yeah, yeah. Like that. some people are pick, kind of picky. Like some, I see parents, bro, like if parents come in with their kids, mm-hmm. Go pick up a shoe if it's used. They automatically don't want. Oh no, I don't want to buy my son used pairs. Yeah, they don't they want, want, they don't want their, their foot and their, their kids. kids else's else's like, bro, your sock's gonna be in it. Yeah. <laughs> it's not gonna touch your hand. At that point, double the sock. Not like it's on your face. No, no right. You're not gonna. Yeah. Yeah. Unless they're digging in their shoe constantly, putting their hands in their feet and all that. It's gonna trade it off. Do you have any crazy stories or like unique stories about people bringing stuff into you to purchase? Crazy stories. Oh. Or shoes that were in like really horrible condition. Man, I've had, I've had people bring me in a lot of fake shoes. Oh, really? Yeah, and I'm talking like expensive fake shoes. I've had somebody bring me in some tra- fake Travis's, fake off whites. The the story is, uh, whenever somebody it's funny whenever somebody comes in with a fake shoe, it's always uh, I I the first question I ask is where where'd you get these from? I got them from my friend. It's literally the go-to line. Whenever it's fake, I got it from my friend. You automatically gonna put the blame on your damn friend, bro. You, you know guys, these are fake. You, know you guys gotta come out with something better than that. If you guys wanna come in here selling fakes, at least have something better yeah. than I got it from my boy. You know, yeah. no receipts, no tags, but my boy got them. Yeah. The the thing is, bro. Like I've been doing this for so long, and like you can ask any of my employees. The second I see a fake shoe, I don't even have to grab it. I know it's fake right away, right, right, right off the bat. So that was gonna be my follow-up question. Do you do you have like an authentication process? Well, my eyes. You are authenticators. I don't use check check. I don't use anything. I use my eyes. If the shoe's fake, I know 100 percent right right off the bat. Because I know the quality's cheap. You know, you can tell. Yeah. Well, they're getting they're getting good, bro. I'll be honest with you. Like I had. Those uh, fake Travis's that came in, mm-hmm. I, honestly, anybody else would have would have fell for it because they were they were that good. It was like one of the best fakes I've seen. But it's either always it's either the box is off a little bit, or there's like stitching the stitching off on the shoe, the materials wrong. There's so many things to look for. You ever go by the smell? Yeah, the smell. Yeah, I I pulled out a mocha one time. It smelled like straight glue. I'm like, okay, bro, this shoe's fake. I. I right, like I literally opened up the box and my eyes started watering Ooh. because of how strong yeah. the, the glue was. You know it's fake. They're not supposed to smell like that. It's, it's, it's a solution. Smell smell like yeah, bro. When yeah. I when I was a kid, when I would get new shoes, I was like a crackhead, bro. I would <laughs> I would sit there. <laughs> I love the smell. That's bro. Like, I have a couple of buddies like that. They're just opening their shoes and smelling yeah. like. You want to smell it? Like no, I don't oh, want to smell it. <laughs> Yeah, actually, cut that one.
one out for me. <laughs> I got you. We'll blurt it out. Yeah, blurt that boy out. Sam, Sam so, so what's the next uh, goal that you have for the store? You know, you guys have been open for, what, three right. months now, or how long has it been? Yeah, right now, uh, I think the next move, I'm going to hit them with a nice, probably a mall location. Oh. Mm. Might, might so, be the move. So you're thinking a second location? Yeah, second location. And then for, for next door, uh, I'm in the works right now of uh, franchising. Oh, oh badass, I, I get so many uh, emails, phone calls, of people, uh, you know, asking me if I if I'm franchising. So I'm working on the contracts right now. I already got somebody lined up. Ironically uh, enough, I I might have someone for you too. Yeah. Okay. All right. That's all I like to hear. I, 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 are, you are you planning? Are you planning on doing just Michigan? Michigan or I, I want to be all you over, bro. Okay. I want to be all over. Because you don't have to get too many details, details but I assume that. that they're, they're more or less just, just taking, taking the name. name. They, they would have, have to take care of the lease and the building. building. Yep. So, so it's, it's not restricted, restricted to anything like that. Yep. Yep. So, so basically, they would just uh, pay me to use the name, but then I, I have the, I'd have like a set of rules in place of how everything needed to be set up, how people need to be treated when they walk in, just because my name's attached to it. 100%. You know, so uh, as long as they follow that, uh, at first, I'm probably going to only let people franchise that I that I actually that I know and trust. It's your reputation. It's because of my reputation, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, then as, as we as we go, then I probably just whoever wants to do it, bro. I mean, yeah, yeah it's, it's, it's something you go with the flow. It's something you definitely don't want to rush, especially as you're new behind it. Yeah, you know, you don't want to fuck yourself and have someone come in and just ruin you. No, yeah, because that's the main thing. Is like over the years, I built a pretty good name. You know, in the smoke shop business, mm-hmm. and now in the sh- in the shoe business too. Hopefully, I mean, we just uh, we just won uh, best sneaker store in Michigan. Congrats, Congrats brother! Thank you, thank you. And, and it's crazy because I didn't even know we. It's not like Wait, I didn't it's know. Something you like apply for? Like no, you don't. You can't apply for it. It's voted by the people. Wow. So, so that means like a bunch of people had to have voted it. So they called us. They were like, "Hey, what size would you like your plaque? Because you won this, that, and other." I was like, "We won what?" <laughs> The lady sent me the article, the the listing. Uh-huh. I'm like, damn, bro, I didn't even know we won this. That's crazy, crazy bro. Yeah, no, I was I was tripping, but I was like, hey, that's how you know you're doing something right. That's, that's the same. It's just it's not about like you know, getting recognition. You're doing like you said the right thing, making sure your customers have a good experience. Yeah, at the end of the day, you know, people see it and they come back and give it to you in return. No, yeah, bro, I think like the way you treat people is probably the most important thing with business. It's like when people walk in, I want to make sure they come in happy, but they leave even happier, you know? Because I always want to make sure everybody gets treated right when they come in. No, that's 100%. Sometimes, even if I have to take a loss, like to just make sure that the customer is happy, I've, I've taken losses, bro, just just to make sure the customer, just to make sure the customer is good. I think that's, that's, a, that's a, a good, good motto to do business by. by. I mean, you can, you can see, see why you won an award for... Yeah, treating yeah. people, putting, putting customers, customers first. In sense. Of course, yeah, you you got to, bro. With, with any business, bro. Right. Even like with you guys at the podcast, you like if you're doing a podcast with somebody, you want to make sure that person's comfortable. Everybody's Gucci. Bro. Yeah, you gotta have a good setup. You gotta have a good communication with everyone. You gotta make sure you have a solid plan going forward. And you know, it's all around comes together and hopefully makes a beautiful picture. Yeah, no, like uh, well, you already know, bro. Like even with your business, yeah, you know, you, you, you you take it serious. Uh, basically, I don't know if you guys know, but uh, Alex, 313 Exotic Snacks. Drinks. Drinks. 313 Exotic Drinks. I don't know why I said snacks. 
It's, it's, I, I deal, deal with more snacks than drinks, drinks, so it's fair. Yeah, he, uh, basically, he's uh, set up in the, in part of my smoke shop next door. So if you guys want to come by, check it out. Definitely do that. But you already know, I would not have even let him set up in my store if I didn't see that he took his business serious. The, the fact you take it serious is why I even like offer for you to set it set it up in there you know i appreciate it he's he's on top of his stuff bro and if he wasn't i wouldn't even well, well, we, we have future past you know people that we've dealt with and you know we learn from them that way you know we've got some better here to take care of you make sure everything's going smoothly under control that's the thing like I'm sure, I'm sure you can relate, relate to this, this too, too, you know, and anyone else with business. business. You know, your business is your baby, it's your business. business. Oh, yeah. You know, and that's, that's why it's so hard to find employees, it's so, fun. it's so hard to, you know, keep up with it, because no one really cares how you do, because it's your yeah, business. No, it's, yeah, of course, nobody's going to care about your business more than you do. Thankfully, I've been uh, pretty blessed, bro. Like, I, my employees are all, like, people I trust. They're my family members, mm -hmm. you know, so I can, I can leave here knowing that everything is good, you know. Yeah. But everything's in good hands. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I still, I still come every day. There's not really a day that I don't come. I just started taking Sundays off a few months ago. You're a family man. You should. That's, That's the thing, bro. I gotta spend time with the kids, bro. Exactly. I was like, bro, I'm like burying myself in work seven days a week, and then you know my kids are just growing, and I'm, I'm not. You know, I, I want to be there. I don't want to miss miss everything. So I just I make sure I set that one day aside. Sundays is off limits. I gotta have that day with the kids, no matter what, man. Oh, how old are your kids? Uh, six and three. Yeah, they they growing fast, bro. It's crazy. Like it's, it's an important time, right? There's like you said, there's one very fast. One's going into kindergarten. Yeah. One's about to be in preschool or something like that. Yeah, about to be in preschool. Yeah. Uh. Yeah, like it's crazy. Like with my first son, uh, we, you know, I had my son, and then six months after, I had my son is when I started the new business next oh, wow. door, the smoke shop. Uh -huh. So, so I was diving into it, and I was like, all right, this has to work yeah. because I got to take care, take you care of my family. Family. So, family. Yeah, bro. So I literally, I'm talking like I put my all into it because of that. Mm -hmm. So my kids like, man. I'm telling you that all my all my like motivation comes from having them at home, knowing I gotta take care of them. It's it's different when you like you live alone. Yeah, get emotional about it. Yeah, bro. Hundred percent. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's, it's, it's the biggest gift in life, as you say, is having children. Because you know you get to really put you into them and everything that you kind of get to fuck up in. Yeah. You get to hopefully fix through that and tell them that this is what you do do and this is what you don't do. Yeah. Because you know, as, as a grown man, you see what you do right and what you do wrong. And hopefully, and hopefully they, they can learn, learn from that. Yeah, no, we, you know, we, everything we do, we do, do it for them, bro. Always, you know, if they're, if they're good, I'm good, bro. At the end of the day. That's awesome. That's all that matters, man. Yeah, hell yeah. I, I, I think, think that's, that's a great note for us to leave it on. I think that's a great note for us to leave it on. Because customers come in, but you're here. Hey, let us get this money, bro. Hey, but if you guys want to see part two, let us know, man. And make sure you guys follow my boys, bro. You know they on the come up before you know it. They're going to be at like 30 million. Yeah, you already know. 30 million coming soon. If you want to drop your socials, drop the ads for the store. People can come check you out, man. Hey, the store is located at 34781 Grand River Ave, Farmington, Michigan. 
They're right next door to each other. The smoke shop's next door. Come through anytime. And you can follow me on TikTok at The Drip Down. I got so many social media. <laughs> and then once, once you find, find the rest. Hey, TikTok at The Drip Down. TikTok at The Smoke Down. Same names on Instagram. Make sure you follow. And we'll yeah. link them all below. Yeah, yeah we'll, okay. we'll, we'll definitely insert some clips of the store. We'll get some, some, we'll get some, some, some pictures from his young childhood and then the ball there. And we'll run through a couple clips of, of the badass display. They got a couple drop drinks and snaps. Yeah, you know, no game gameplay, baby. Not at all. Thanks again, Sam. We really appreciate your time, bro. Keep killing it. Thank you, bro. Got the support on my voice, bro. We're the real ass dudes right here. We'll see you guys next week on the next episode of the Unscripted Podcast. See you guys. Have a good one. God bless. Don't stress. Stay blessed. And put on a nice dress. You already know.